RadioInfluence.com. You are in the trenches with former Buccaneers offensive lineman Ian Beckles on Radio Influence. Hello, everybody. Happy Monday and welcome back to In the Trenches. This is Ian Beckles coming at you. Uh, I guess we're all getting prepared for a football season without fans, I guess. I don't know if that's a fact, but it sure seems like it's heading that way. Um, I don't know if that's going to work. I, I mean, it's it's not an impossibility, but when you talk about, you know, a season without fans, so you're telling people that they shouldn't be congregating, yet NFL teams are coming together and they're having training camps with 100 people and, you know, doctors and trainers and media and i don't know if it makes sense i really don't i'm not quite sure what's going to happen with this football season i really don't uh i listen like everybody else out there i need football okay because there ain't nothing else you know i i watched the usc this weekend twice okay uh you know i ended up watching the schedule making because it, it, it's a live event you know the, the NFL draft became a big-time live event. You know, now schedule-making is becoming a big-time live event, believe it or not. So that came out the other day, the Buccaneers schedule, and I certainly am not the guy that goes up and down the schedule and goes, oh, we're going to win this game and lose that game. Nope. That's, that doesn't work that way. You, you'd be wrong almost every single year. Go back and look at the Bucks last year. You'd be wrong almost every single game, seriously, because they won a lot of games they shouldn't have and, and vice versa. So they came out with the schedule. Uh, the NFL has a contingency plan because they don't know what's going to happen, you know, with this season, obviously. And what they did was the first two weeks of the season, they matched up the buys, you know, with the teams that are playing each other. So if something were to happen where, you know, we'd have to miss the first two weeks of the season then it wouldn't ruin the schedule. And then the people that would have played the first two weeks would just play during the bye. So that's their contingency plan. Um, as far as the Buccaneers go, the Bucks have five primetime games. Uh, I don't have to go back and look. The Bucks have never had five primetime games. I, I played here for seven years, and uh, I'm not sure I played one. I'm not positive. Because I know I didn't play on Thursday night. I didn't. I know I didn't play on Monday night. They didn't have Sunday night games then. I don't really remember playing at 4 o'clock very often. So I didn't play on national TV very often. They have five national TV games. That's as much as you could possibly get. Obviously, it's great for maximum exposure for all the players that want to, you know, Mike Evans and Chris Godwin and all these guys that want to make a name for themselves. Now's the time to do it. Now you got the GOAT at quarterback. You got Gronkowski there. They're going to have a lot of eyes on the Buccaneers. So if you want to make a name for yourself, now is the time. So, you know, like I said, I need the football season. It's it's important. Um, this Buccaneers season is going to be odd regardless. You know, we got Tom Brady. We have Gronkowski. We don't know if we have a football season. Um, you know, there's some good to bad and, and different things in our schedule that they came up with. We have no cold weather games, which is good. I mean, as a former player, I liked cold weather games myself because being from up north, you know, if it's snowy or it's cold, I know I play better than normally the guy across from me who's from somewhere in the south usually. 
I like cold weather games. The Bucks don't have any. You know, I don't wish cold weather games on the Bucks because, you know, they're from Florida. You know, you know how that, that goes. They also have four games uh, with a f- short turnaround. Now, I don't think that the average fan really considers how tough that is. If you think about it, you know, the Buccaneers normally play normally play at 1 o'clock on a Sunday. So if you play at 1 o'clock on a Sunday and then you end up playing the next week, you know, obviously you have a whole week rest, okay? For those teams that play on Sunday, then they say play on Thursday. That means you missed all Thursday, all Friday, and all Saturday resting, okay? That's tough on anybody's body. You know, normally, if you have a regular week, play Sunday. Monday's a day you come in and you watch film and you, you know, you lift in. Tuesday's your day off. Wednesday, you come back and you practice. Thursday, you practice. Friday is light. Saturday is very light. Sunday, you play. You play Thursday. Okay, you play Sunday. Monday, you have to practice. Tuesday, you got to go through meetings. Actually, I think they have to give you one day off. But when you come back Wednesday, that's the day before the game. Mentally and physically, that's tough sledding. And, you know, when you're Tom Brady and, and, and Rob Gronkowski and you've been in the league for a while and your body's beat up, that's not really what you want is, you know, those short turnaround games. So let's keep an eye on that and see how that affects, you know, all of our uh, older guys. We don't have that many of them, which is good. Unfortunately, they're in key positions. Now, for some reason, I don't know if the – the NFL took this in consideration, but the Bucks and the Patriots, who seem to have quite the connection, they don't play the same time in the first 14 weeks of the season. So there's definitely a, a connection between the Buccaneers and the Patriots. So if you're if you're a Bucks fan now, but used to be a Patriots fan, or vice versa, you'll get a chance to watch your team because they don't play at the same time for the first 14 weeks. Okay, Tom Brady has been favored in 74 straight regular season games. And the Buccaneers play the Saints in the first week in New Orleans. This will be the first game where I believe he will be an underdog. Okay, 74 straight regular season games where he was favored. It's going to probably end. So they, they go to New Orleans in the first week. You know, we don't know what kind of teams are out there. We don't know what team the Buccaneers are going to be from the prognosticators, you know, "Quote unquote experts," you know. Everybody has the Bucks as like the fourth or fifth best football team in, in the NFL. That's fun. It's all good. Don't know if they've earned it, but you know that out there they have. They're giving the Bucks love. The Tom Brady and the Gronk thing. I get it. I get it. And there's nothing wrong with that. I like optimism. So when you look at this game, the Buccaneers have to go to New Orleans in Week One. You think about it. If there isn't fans. If you, if you want to play in a stadium where there's no fans and you get to pick one stadium, it would be New Orleans. Because New Orleans, you cannot hear shit in New Orleans. I mean, you can't hear nothing. And they're bringing it. And when you're thinking of guys like, you know, our new right tackle, Tristan Wirfs, going against Cameron Jordan, who is one of the better defensive ends in the NFL and one of the bigger shit talkers, too. Um... It's going to be a long day. It's going to be a long day uh, in your inauguration, okay? Uh, It's going to be on national TV probably, and, uh, you know, Cameron Jordan is going to be licking his chops, okay? He talks a gang of trash. 
I, I, I know Donovan Smith, he's talked bad about Donovan Smith. You know, basically when Donovan Smith re-signed, Cameron Jordan applauded it. That's good. It's good for our career. So Tristan Worst got to be ready. He's got to be ready. But, you know, looking at the rest of this schedule, um, you know, you know they got to play Denver. Uh, they got to play the Chargers, Chicago, Green Bay. You know, it's a fun schedule. It's a fun schedule. But we don't know how good Green Bay is going to be and, you know, how good uh, the Bears are going to be. I think Carolina will be down this year, okay? Um, you know, I don't know if the, the Falcons will be worth the crap this year. Uh, and then we have the Saints. And the Saints are probably – you know, uh, favored to win the whole thing other than, you know, Kansas City and uh, San Francisco. It's those three teams. Kansas City, San Francisco, and the Saints. And the Saints just seem like they're due. And we will see. We got them definitely in the first week. And our Buccaneers are getting a lot of love. Okay, so we're looking forward to this football season um, by any means necessary. And we don't know what it's going to look like. We really don't. And it would be really messed up if the Buccaneers finally made a move as, you know, colossal as this one and not get a chance to uh, to reap the benefits. It would be a damn shame. If anybody ever has any questions for me football-wise, it's Ian Beckles at RadioInfluence.com. Make sure you're listening to the Ron and Ian Show. I'm rolling solo today from 3 to 7, 95.3 FM and 6.20 AM. And uh, make sure you're listening to the other podcast as well. I appreciate you guys listening every single week. Football never never rests and it never dies so we talk about it all the time. Love you guys listening in and uh, have a wonderful week and please be safe and, and wash your hands. Peace out. You have been in the trenches with Ian Beckles on Radio Influence. This is a Landry Football Quick Fix on Radio Influence. College administrators sense we fully expect to be open in the fall and have students on campus. But again, if you listen to the caveats to the statement or what they don't say is they're not definitively saying it. And I think people are hoping that those statements are definitive, that students are coming, football's definitely on. Nothing's definitely on. They're making the statements <laughs> because they want students to send in their deposits. You know, they, they don't want a, a flurry of students to say, you know what, or their parents to say, you know what, I let's just hold off sending the deposit. Maybe, you know, we'll do something else and maybe we'll do some online classes. No, what they want is students to send in their deposits. And I think, again, universities are looking at all right what what do we need to do do we need to have more sections of classes so if you've got a class that has 300 people in it in a in a um in a big auditorium do you have a that same class in different sections where maybe only 50 people are in it and you've got five or six sessions can you do that and spread them out well all of that is important because it's i think going to be highly influential on whether players can come back to campus and remember players normally come back football players normally come back to campus before students do in the fall because they get together for two days so I think that's going to happen but the process of having games without fans 
is a little bit trickier, not just because of the college atmosphere. We know it's going to look weird if you don't have people in the stadium and whatnot. I get all of that. But it's going to be a tough sell to say, student athlete, he can go play football, but he can't go to class on campus. The Landry Football Podcast with veteran scout and coach Chris Landry can be found on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Podcasts, and RadioInfluence.com.